Welcome to Rhema for Today. You see, when Jesus died, that didn't finish what, he began, what he's doing and what he's teaching. In Luke, he began to do and to teach. And in the Acts of the Apostles in the New Testament, he continues through his body. You see, we are the body of Christ and members in particular. He's the head and we are the body. Amen? And whatever he does in this earth, he does it through his body. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Taking Your Place, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Brother Hagan for today's message. Praise God. We will not take time, we will refer to, but we will not take time to read scripture that we read in the other service because these messages are just a continuation of where we were. But we will refer to the fact, you can turn and read if you want to, in the fourth chapter of Luke's Gospel, after that Jesus was baptized of John in Jordan's river, and the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the bodily shape and form as a dove, and God spoke from heaven and said, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. And then the Word of God tells us that Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and there he was tempted of the devil, you remember? And then the Word of God tells us that, uh, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into the Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region around about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And he entered into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And uh, there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And they found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Word of God said then in Acts 10, chapter and 38, verse, how God anointed Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 27th verse, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. The 28th verse says, And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, second daily prophets, third the teachers, after that helps governments, and so on and so forth. And so, Jesus, when he was here on earth, is the only body of Christ that was in this earth. He was anointed by the Holy Ghost, and John 3, 34 said he had the Spirit without measure. Now then, the church is the body of Christ, and he's the head. You remember the word that God said there in Ephesians, the first chapter, the 22nd verse, talking about Jesus, and how that he was raised from the dead, and that God raised him and gave him a name far above all principality and power and might, and every name is named in this world and in the world to come, and is made gave him to be the head over all things to the church, or one translation said, for the benefit of the church. Praise his holy name forever. Now, the word of God said in Acts the first chapter and the very first verse, and Luke is the writer of the Acts as well as the writer of the gospel that bears his name, and he said, The former treatise, O Theophilus, I wrote unto you of all that Jesus both began to do and to teach. You see, when Jesus died, that didn't finish what he began, what he's doing and what he's teaching. In Luke, he began to do and to teach, and in the Acts of the Apostles in the New Testament, he continues through his body. You see, we are the body of Christ, and members in particular. He's the head, and we are the body. 
Amen? And whatever he does in this earth, he does it through his body. And so the body of Christ should be doing the same works that Jesus did. For John 14, 12, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Now when we think about doing the works of Jesus, people immediately think about the miracles and, and the healings and those spectacular things, and that's part of it, but that's not even all of it. In fact, it's only about a third of it. If you look to Matthew, the ninth chapter, in the 35th verse of scripture said talking about Jesus that he went around about their cities and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every manner of sickness and every manner of disease among the people so when you teach the word of God you're doing the works of Jesus when you preach the gospel of the kingdom you're doing the works of Jesus but we want to focus in and we started there and never did finish just a little bit uh, concerning healing if we're going to do the works that he did, then we should minister healing the same way he did. I remember I was holding a meeting right here in the state of Oklahoma a number of years ago, to be more exact about it, uh, the month of May of 1952. And so there were certain ministers that uh, in the newspaper, they put out an advertisement, a thousand dollar reward. See, money wasn't worth as much in 1952 as it is today. You see, that's almost 40 years ago. A thousand dollar reward for proof that anybody got healed in the so-called healing meeting going along here in town. Now, so I upped them. I put out a $10,000 reward for anybody to prove that no one got healed in these meetings. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then on the radio, they attacked us. And then they wrote letters to us and challenging us to a debate. And I just went on and did the work of the Lord because you can't, uh, you can't debate and argue and fuss and, and, and get the work of God done. And we're getting people saved every night and filled with the Spirit and healed by the power of God. And so one night I came into the service. I would stay back and pray until they'd get through with their preliminaries. And I'd just usually come on about the time they'd turn the service to me. Uh, and so when I walked on the platform, I looked back and I saw these six distinguished looking gentlemen. And I said to the Lord, you see, he's on the inside of me. He's on the inside of me. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. And so I said to him here on the inside, who are those fellows? And on the inside of me, he said, they're certain ministers. They're ministers from, and he mentioned a certain so-called ministry, he said, from a certain church. And he said, now I want you to change your subject. And so I changed my subject and I began to preach. And, and at one time I could quote three-fourths of the New Testament. And so the associate pastor said to me, because the pastor was gone, he said, I thought you was going to quote all the New Testament tonight. And I went on to say, you know, I believe the New Testament. I'm a stickler for the New Testament. I said, the only difference between me and some people, they say, I, we believe the New Testament, speak where it speaks and silent where it's silent. The only difference between me and them is they say it and lie about it and I actually do it. And so I just went on, you know. And so I came down to the place where I said, some people say that if you heal the sick like Jesus and the disciples did or the apostles, why don't you heal everybody like they did? I said, they didn't heal everybody. One of them jumped up, the two more, one on either side of him, pulled him back down because he was going to challenge me. And then I needled him a little bit. I said, I hope you can read. I, su I suppose you can. If you can read, open your Bibles to the New Testament and, and turn to Mark the sixth chapter in the fifth verse and it says and there he Jesus could there do no mighty work save he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed him he didn't heal everybody in Nazareth but just a few sick folk the Bible said and, and, and I wish you could see the look on those fellows face when they read that scripture and I said well now then we'll just keep on going and so we continued now those fellows came to every service you know they got real they came and talked to me and they said you know we're finding things in the New Testament that we never did know was in there Amen. Well, thank God for the word. Can you say amen? amen? Thank God for the word. 
thank God for his precious holy word. But now then, if we're going to do uh, the works that Jesus did, then we're not going to heal everybody then, are we? In every place we go. Why didn't he heal these folks in Nazareth? You have your Bibles maybe open there to Mark the 6th chapter in the 5th verse. And he could there do no mighty work. Didn't say he couldn't. Said he couldn't. And he could there do no mighty work in his hometown Nazareth. Save that he laid his hands on a few sick folk. A few folks with minor ailments. Now how come that folks didn't get healed here in Nazareth like they did in other cities? Isn't this the divine son of God? Isn't he anointed by the Holy Ghost? Doesn't he have the spirit without measure? John 3.34 says he does. Well, the very next verse tells you why he didn't. Notice what the next verse said. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And so if he's going to help them, he's got to do something about their unbelief. So what does the rest of the sixth verse say? And he went around about their cities and villages teaching in their synagogues. Because you see, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Well now, he's here on the earth. He's the only body of Christ in the earth. He's filled with the Spirit. He has the Holy Ghost without measure. I, as an individual member of the body of Christ, do not have the Holy Ghost without measure. But I believe that the whole body does. And so, uh, if he, when he was here on earth, having the Holy Ghost without measure, in this particular place, was not able to heal only a few sick folks and a few folks with minor ailment, what do you think the body of Christ is going to do today? You ever stop thinking about it? When you, when you get a few healed, you're walking in his steps. Amen. Did you hear me? Now on other occasions, don't misunderstand me at all. On other occasions, uh, certain multitudes, it seems that they all got healed. But here in Nazareth, it's not so. I remember I was holding a meeting in the month of May on the year of 1951. And I'll not tell you where it was, but it was down in Texas. And, and, and I, I had been getting people healed anywhere from 60 to 90% of people. I know I held one meeting down in East Texas, and the last church I pastored was in East Texas, in the Assemblies of God Church. And so I was in the Assemblies of God Church, and I went out to the meeting one night, and the ministers were all gathered around. There were several churches. The, the local church where I was, and, and several more Assembly of God churches, and two or three churches of God, and one independent Pentecostal church was all cooperating with the meeting. And so these seven or eight pastors was all standing around talking, you see. And I walked up, and I just got in on the tail end of the conversation, because it's about time to start church, and, and, and they were outside, out in front of the church. And, and so one of them asked me, said, what do you think about that, Brother Hagin? I said, I don't know. I don't know what's been said. And so they said, one of them spoke up and said, uh, well, actually, the presbytery of the assemblies of that section, Brother Longer, Charles G. Longer, spoke up and said, Well, uh, we all agree that 90% of the people you've ministered to have been healed in this meeting. Well, I said, I don't know about that. I think maybe 60 or 70%, huh? Yes, but Brother Longer said, These people are from our churches. And these pastors agree that was the best success I had. That 90%, 9 out of 10 of you laid hands on, 90 out of 100 received their healing. And it was just a common thing with me to get at least 60% of the people healed. But I got to this church and only got 10% of the people healed. I'm still talking about we're doing the works of Jesus today. Only got 10% of the people healed. And I got concerned about that. And so I began to fast and pray. And the Lord said to me, now don't feel badly about it. You're doing as well here as I did in my hometown. And that's how this came to me. You know, I'd read the New Testament through. I prided myself. I don't pride myself in it anymore. I just say no, but I'd read the New Testament through 150 times and portions of it more than that. And didn't even know some of these things was in there. It's amazing how we read over it, isn't it? 
And so he said to me in prayer, by revelation, he said, don't feel badly about it. You were doing as well as I did in my hometown. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first product in this offer is the two-CD series from Kenneth W. Hagan, Our Rights in Christ. Also in this package is Lynette Hagan's book, Seed Thought Devotional. Lastly, Kenneth E. Hagan's book entitled, Five Hindrances to Growth in Grace. All this for the special radio price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Guess what? RBTC, Raymond Bible Training College, Fall Enrollment is open. Yeah, we just did our 49th uh, graduation. Graduation. That's right. <laughs> and now we're starting again. Right. In fact, do you realize that this coming uh, year, it will be the 50th graduating class? Man. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And so you can apply uh, actually until August 15th. It's open. All you have to do is go to rbtc.org. Yeah, and all the information's there. And we also have a January intake. That's if, right. If you, if you, and it'll tell you about that if you go to, to, to rbdc, rbtc.org and tell you all about that. Okay? That's right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, Taking Your Place. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.